You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Tone Mob Podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. I can't tell you, I know, I say this all the time, and I know you probably think I'm just like saying it to say it, but no, I genuinely mean it. The fact that you spend your time with me means the world to me. I cannot tell you, like it's insane to me that this is what I get to do, and I thank you so much for enabling me to do that. Like it's the only reason I get to do this is because you're listening to this right now. So thank you so much. You, whoever you are, whoever is hearing this with their ears right now. Thank you so, so, so much. This episode is really, really cool. I'm talking to Pete and Dee Dee Dankelson, and I don't want to spoil their story if you've heard it before. This was a little bit of an off the cuff thing. We basically recorded this the day we met. And these people are so cool. They are so, so cool. So let me not spoil this. Let's just get right into this episode and let them tell the story. And perhaps we'll uh, elaborate more in the future and get them back on for more discussion and more nerding out. So let's get into this one with Pete and Dee Dee Dinkelson. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and today we are doing something very different. We are recording in Sweetwater Studios at GearFest, and I'm here with Pete and Dee Dee Dankelson from Pete's Diary. What's going on, you two? Hey, doing good. Happy to be here. Yeah, this is fun. This is fun. Yeah, we... We met just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. ate some pizza together, which the audience won't be surprised to find out. <laughs> and now we're here chilling in an ISO booth, and uh, we're just going to be nerds for a little bit and, and talk about whatever. But uh, right. maybe a, a good place to start, especially because it's usually Pete by himself on these type of things. Mm-hmm. Like we, I usually like to dig deep into people's backstory, but I know we have sort of limited time here. <laughs> but what's the bird's eye view you know, like how how come you're here? Like, what's the deal? What's you guys' story? Oh man, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a long one. <laughs> so um, Pete's diary started as a well, actually, it started as a journal I kept mm-hmm. when he was born. He was in the hospital for four months. So fast forward for the bird's eye view. Yeah, thirty-seven surgeries later, and now he's twenty-one years old. Um, so he was born with something called golden heart syndrome mm-hmm. and, um, 37 surgeries later, um, Pete's diary came back first when you were in junior high. Mm-hmm. Um, we did motivational speaking and anti-bullying, um, about living with a facial difference and acceptance and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And, um, then he picked up a guitar when he was oh. 15. <laughs> so, um, now here we are at Sweetwater um, in this beautiful studio and store, and you're uh, doing all this gear talk stuff. Yeah. So Pete's Diary has has kind of transformed from this motivational speaking business, which all shut down in 2020 with the pandemic. Right. Um, and we had started to integrate the music into it because you just, you know, haven't put the guitar down since he picked it up mm-hmm. um, six years ago. And uh, 
really our social channels have now become known for the music and and and, uh he put his album out last year we we published his book we published a book with his story his autobiography that has more of the medical and backstory but um but really pete's diary now exists as kind of the publisher and distribution and sort of the the record label for for peter dankelson now so uh so we keep evolving yeah 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 it's a bunch of different things (laughs) that's super cool so You've you've only been playing six years. Is that that's yep. accurate? Oh, yeah. I feel horrible. No, no, no. <laughs> dude, that's incredible though. Thank like, you. let alone you know all of the things you had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are legitimately a fantastic guitar player. It's not just especially for how long you've been playing, but just yeah, I, I would have never guessed that. I would have thought you've been playing longer than that. Uh, that is super cool. But what what was your first aha moment with guitar? What made you like, this is something that really speaks to me because I can tell you're super passionate about it. Yeah, well, it's funny kind of looking back at it. I can kind of think of some, you know, seeds that were planted. <laughs> <laughs> um, or like just kind of moments where I'm like, huh, maybe that did kind of have an impact overall. But I do remember, um, I tell a story all the time, but I, I love it because it's, I mean, it's, it's it's a good one. Um, I remember, I forget how old I was. I think um, either late elementary or early middle school, I was in the car with dad and, um, you know, we were driving home from somewhere and, um, you know, song comes on in the car and he turns it up and he's like, oh, hey, this is what I listened to, you know, when I was kind of your age, maybe a bit older at the time. And uh, it was Eruption by Van Halen. Ah, yeah. So everybody seems to have an eruption story, you know, and I mean, it, to me, um, you know, when I heard that, I mean, I, you know, Henry listened to, you know, a lot of guitar heavy stuff. It was just kind of whatever was on the radio at that time with the pop stuff, you know, middle school and all that. <laughs> but when Eruption came on, I just kind of remember still, um, for someone that didn't know much, you know, anything about guitar or rock and roll at the time, Eruption still had a big impact on me. And it was just kind of like, I don't know what's going on here, but that's that's impressive. Yeah. Like, that's really cool. And to me, kind of looking back at that now, it kind of really highlights to me how timeless and influential that solo or that piece really is. Um, that someone like me, who at that time didn't know anything about the guitar, was, you know, moved by it and kind of, it caught my attention. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's kind of a big one. Did you think to yourself, like, I want to do that? Or was it just like, I need to pick up a guitar and see what happens? At that time, no. It was just really something that um, I just thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, because I do remember when we got back later that night, I looked it up online and listened to it again. Mm-hmm. Um and that was pretty much it at that time. Um, there was kind of some more things that happened later. But, you know, looking back at it, I can kind of think maybe that was kind of a big moment where, you know, like I said, seeds were planted. Like, it kind of caught my attention at mm-hmm. that time. Well, what came next then? Um, let's see, that's kind of a big one. Well, kind of a big thing was, uh, um, I, uh, let's see, my brother plays hockey. And in the car, um, you know, when you go to his games and stuff, there'd always be music on. And, you know, typically for, you know, a hockey game and stuff, you want to get fired up and pumped up, ready Absolutely. to go. Yeah. So Jake was always, you know, he had kind of uh, some uh, some tunes going on and stuff. Like I remember like, um, you know, like Thunderstruck, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Thunderstruck. That's Thunderstruck was a big one. You know, stuff like that. It would get you fired up and ready to go um, for him and his game. So I remember, you know, that was kind of a big one too. That's, but that's... Yeah. In- is an ACDC the reason that that's that's ultimately yeah I want to do that ultimately yeah the thing that kind of boiled it over for me um 
was in my freshman year of high school, I kind of really started to listen to more rock and roll and kind of dove into ZZ Top and kind of a lot of those um, bluesy, you know, uh, hard rock artists. Um, and yeah, ultimately hearing what Angus and Malcolm were doing with ACDC, I was like, okay, that's really cool. I think I'm going to give this a try. Yeah. <laughs> ZZ Top was a big one for me too. That was <laughs> one of the first rock bands that I really got into because my parents primarily listened to country. Yeah. Which I love that stuff too. Well, yeah. But ZZ Top was one of the few like rock albums they had. And I was like, let's put on an eliminator. And I was like, what's this? Uh-huh. What's, oh, well, this is something different, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, it's funny that you mentioned country too, because I do remember, you know, in the car, um, I know, yeah, mom, you listen to a lot of country and stuff. So, I mean, I remember like, um, was it like one that still, I, I, dig is uh chattanoochee oh yeah, <laughs> oh, alan, yeah. Oh, yes. alan, alan jackson <laughs> totally that's got, that's got a fun guitar riff in it. and i mean that's brent I'm, mason yeah um yeah i mean i'm not a good uh you know i don't really know anything about playing country and all that but i love the sound and the style um you know brad paisley i mean still i mean it was in the car the other day uh mm-hmm. water um that yep. guitar solo mm-hmm. it was just like this there's this really I call it like, you know, that phrase in mm-hmm. the song. It's kind of like towards the end. I think it's after like a fiddle thing. And there was uh, um, just the lick he did. And it just makes me laugh because I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's just, you know, it's just so impressive. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, wow. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool that, I mean, like my playlist has everything from Sabbath to yeah. <laughs> Brad Paisley, Keith Urban to, yeah. I don't know, some of the pop stuff a little mm-hmm. bit. But um you know, when I have you as a captive audience, I like to throw all that stuff on. <laughs> well, it's fun to hear some of those songs that maybe aren't on, you know, my playlist, you know. Right. I mean, that's what's cool because so you hear somebody hear that you wouldn't typically listen to on your own. Mm-hmm. And I just think for someone like you that's trying to write music, it, it, just expose yourself to different things is, 100%. is pretty important. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Quick side note for the listeners. I have no idea if you can hear this or not, but the we're in the ISO booth, as I said, which means the control room is still in use. Uh, and there are people in there getting a demo of the Dolby Atmos system. And uh, oh. so there's some bass thumping through, which is probably ridiculously uh, intense in there, but it's just barely barely coming through in here. And I'm not sure if the mics are picking it up. I'm just saying, if you're wondering what that sound is, dear audience, that's... Uh, it's our that's, background music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't uh, even notice anything. Yeah, I, I just started hearing it. I'm, I'm, I'm always... You know, just because I I am pretty particular about the sound of the right. podcast, I'm yeah. always trying to minimize that sure. stuff to the best of my ability, uh, and so I'm always I'm always picky. But right, they yeah. know I miss stuff too, so whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not going to stop mid conversation. I'm like, ah, well, unless it was just overbearing, but I I don't even know if it's picking that up. So, but um, so when you talk about exposing yourself to like different types of music, is that just because you want to have more knowledge in general, or are you actually looking for inspiration to write new things? Um, well, the main thing I like, like writing and I mean, I'm still really trying to figure out, you know, I have a bit of writing experience, you know, like six songs so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I kind of know the sound that I want to go for kind of like, uh, you know, um, that, that kind of bluesy hard rock, kind of that seventies sound with like ACDC, yeah. Um, I love what like Slash does as well, um, like with the conspirators and all that, like that kind of sound. I really love uh, what they're doing. And then like newer rock bands too, like Dirty Honey. 
Um, oh, they're great. They're fa- fantastic. I really dig mm-hmm. like that kind of sound. I'm like, I love that. Just that vibe. And mm-hmm. um, it, for me, at least, it pumps me up and gets me really excited. I'm, you know, just a feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's what I want to write and do. That's just a lot of fun. Yeah. Makes you feel good. Yeah. Do you like to do primarily like instrumental based stuff or do you want to do more with like singers and a full band or what do you think? Yeah, for me, it's definitely a full band. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. So yeah, you prospecting right now? Do you, should I audition? Should I start like, oh, doing we, my we, best Ang- uh, Angus you got right your now? Power tree we got a power tree. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. got a power tree. Peter Danglison band. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, basically, we uh, last summer we. Um, oh man, that's kind of a long story too with the band. But basically, we all kind of met each other through uh, the School of Rock program. Oh, cool. Yeah, there was one that was close by, um, you know, to where we lived, and. Um, Basically, Ryan, uh, at the time, he was the drum instructor there, so I kind of knew him from that. And uh, Mac, who plays bass and does lead vocals, he does, um, or, you know, he was there too. So we all kind of knew each other through that. And then me and Ryan really kind of started jamming, you know, guitars and drums and stuff. Um, During lockdown. Yeah, yeah, that's basically (laughs) when that hit. It was just kind of like, you know, a few months in, once things, I wouldn't say settled down, but once we kind of got a bit used to the situation at the time. It was just kind of like I had all these ideas in, you know, voice memos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the voice memos for that. That's like one of the best and like unsung tools that we have is the voice memo apps. Uh-huh. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, and like because I'll forget it. Like I'm not. Gonna oh yeah, hundred percent. You know that it's like you have that riff that just kind of pops in at the middle of the night. And yes. then you like hum it in and then you listen to it the next morning. You're like, oh man, I got it for that. Like, or, <laughs> or hey, maybe, maybe it's the opposite. But like, I'm like, oh man, I really got out of bed for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically me and Ryan, you know, once things kind of, you know, once we got used to the situation and the lockdown, we were jamming. And then really like through the whole winter of 2021, uh, he would come over and we'd do like demos. Basically, he brought an Octopad over. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like we'd do demos on like his, you know, to record on his laptop and stuff. And we'd try all these different things. And it's like, well, who's... And then the whole time we're going, well, who's going to sing and, you know, bass and all this. And then I asked uh, my buddy Mac and, you know, he came over, we jammed and everything was great. And then, you know, we had the power trio going. And then the whole summer we spent, you know, writing tunes. And then in the fall... Um, we went to a studio for the first time and recorded uh, five originals. And that was fantastic, you know, being in a studio for the first time and kind of, you know, understanding that experience and going through it. And then we finally just released that EP in the, uh, um, well, about a month ago. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's yeah. uh, all screwed up. All <laughs> screwed up, yeah, with your x-ray on it. Right, yeah. As a mom, seeing you in the studio for the day, you recorded the guitar, all the guitar parts in the studio for the day. Mm-hmm. It was truly a special experience to see you doing that because it's like, this is what he was meant to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's cool. It, it was really neat to to kind of sit through and, and watch you do that. What studio were you at? Um, it's a place called Wire and Vice up in, uh, was it? Uh, Wawatosa. Wawa, uh, Wawatosa, <laughs> yeah. In a what? In That's a, a fun yeah. word to say, isn't it? Wawatosa. <laughs> Um, basically Milwaukee. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So when you, so I very much consider myself like I, I like being in a studio. I like recording in the studio, writing Mm -hmm. in the studio. I love the experimentation and the crazy things that can happen in the studio. I'm just much more comfortable in that environment. I don't, I'm not a live player. Like I don't really want to play live. (laughs) Uh, 
do you find yourself preferring one or the other or do you kind of love the whole thing? Well, I mean, I mean, I've only had like, what, three days of studio experience. And I mean, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was four. We paid, I let you pay for four, four days. Oh, that's right. I didn't really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, the studio was fun. But to me, you know, the ultimate goal was, you know, record those songs and, you know, um, enjoy doing it and all that. But the ultimate goal is to play live because mm-hmm. I, I love that, just that energy and uh, excitement. Yeah. So studio is fun. Um, but kind of tedious too. You yes. Know? It's like, you really got to be at the top of your game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can, it can be <laughs> or, very know, tedious. Put your best foot forward. Yeah. 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 For me, I just, I get up in front of people and I'm like, what is guitar? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, uh, but in, in the studio, I'm totally comfortable. <laughs> Honestly, the funny thing with me that I've noticed and I'm still, I'm, I'm finally starting to figure it out. But like sometimes there's like so much adrenaline. Like you almost start to, you know, shake when you're playing. You're not like nervous. It's like, or maybe you are, but it's like a combination of <laughs> Good nerves. It's like a combination of nerves, excitement, and it's just like, okay, I'm still trying to I think I'm starting to figure out how to, you know, channel it down and really kind of put my best foot forward when I'm playing live. Like use that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, of, exactly. Yeah. Try and channel it instead of get caught up in it. Well, I think it's That's funny because you grew up speaking in front of crowds. Right. And you know, oh, right. public speaking right. is something that most people have a huge fear of. Mm-hmm. And he grew up doing that. Um but then, and so I think when you started playing and you first started performing, it wasn't a big deal. Like some of the other kids would be like very nervous about it. But for you, it wasn't. You loved it. Because mm-hmm. we'd go speak at schools and you'd be like, there's only 200 here. How come there's not more kids? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, and so he loved it. But then the once pandemic hit and you're like not do, you haven't, you know, didn't do any in-person speaking for two years. It's almost like restarting a little bit. You know, I don't know if you if you've had. We haven't done too much speaking. No. We're starting to get events booked again. But do you feel like nervous again now? Not speaking really. Or? I mean, we just haven't done it in so long. It's kind of hard to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you still been say. performing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. That's kind of <laughs> <a tricky one. laughs> That's what's that's what's weird about me is like public speaking is fine. I can I could talk in public all day, okay. but like yeah, but all of a sudden I don't know how to play guitar anymore. I'm like, uh, I'm sure it's probably oh, that's a, funny. I would think it would be the opposite almost. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just like, I, and and I might be exaggerating a little bit. Like I could probably fumble my way through. It smells like Teen Spirit, but uh, you know, like <laughs> it would be it would be a it's a different kind of feeling for me. But yeah, speaking yeah. in public's always been fine for me. Always, <laughs> I was always the kid like. Sweet, we get to give a speech in class. Cool, I'm gonna yeah. go up and tell no, everybody right. what I think, which I guess you know lends itself to this a little bit, even though it's, there you uh, go, yeah, it's less public. Uh, well, it's in a way, it's more public. <laughs> I just don't see their faces. Editing is always a good, but like you have that ability to edit. <laughs> I do. I don't do it a lot. I oh, that's cool. I let it kind of just yeah. roll and yeah. just I, there's there, there's some from time to time or mm-hmm. somebody's like yeah. oh I wasn't supposed to leak that album date or whatever oh. <laughs> uh, or yeah. pedal date or whatever yeah, right right but uh, yeah I kind of just let it go as it is and yeah I think that's I think people enjoy that more they don't I, want I something do that's over polished and yeah you know it's just I try to make stuff that I like to listen to right, or yeah. in, engage with and mm-hmm. and that's sometimes to my detriment because sometimes I'm like I don't want to do that. But then it's like, oh, but thousands of people would enjoy it if you did, right? You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, Gee, what does that sound like, Peter? Something that someone's been telling you? Uh oh. Uh oh. About doing some videos. Oh, Uh-oh. videos are the things exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Right yeah. Now. People want to yeah. hear from you. What you think? What what your knowledge? Mm-hmm. 
I know. <laughs> He's like, no, I just want to play the guitar. I get it. I get yeah. it. Do you have any controversial guitar opinions? Ooh. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I don't know. I just like watching it all. <laughs> <laughs> um, that really is a good question. I don't know. Um, so I think, like, what's interesting about you that I think would be cool if you would do some videos like this? You did this um, early on in the pandemic when all our speaking shut down. He did, like, I'm like, okay, pick a band or a song or an album or something every week and just kind of talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, because he likes to study the artist's and how they perform and like the stories behind the songs. And he likes to learn all that stuff. So he's got, like, he's a walking trivia of 70s, 80s, classic rock, blues rock. Um, but like recently you did a cover of Blackbird mm -hmm. that we posted on social media, an acoustic yeah. version of, Black, of Blackbird. Um, and how you said, I woke up with that song in my head because why? Well, okay. So I saw that uh, Guns N' Roses, they're, you know, touring Europe right now. And mm -hmm. I saw that um, it looks like um, there's like a small acoustic portion of the show. That's like um, Slash, Duff, and Fortis are all sitting at the, uh, you know, on stage with the acoustics and they're playing Blackbird um, before they go into another tune. And I saw that and uh, yeah, it just kind of got stuck in my head. And I'm like, oh man, that is, that's a really great tune. Like, have I learned it? <laughs> it's like, no. Like, oh, I should do that. And then it just kind of got stuck in my head, really. So it was kind of like, that. yeah, w literally woke up the next morning. It was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And so I just kind of went and, it's, uh, you know, just spent the whole morning learning that song. Whole morning. Really, it was a couple, you know, days. Because, <laughs> yeah, acoustic finger style is a bit uh, out of my comfort zone. But that was fun to do. Mm -hmm. it's, a really, right. it's a really beautiful song. And then you learned more about the history of the song. Right. Well, you know, you just kind of fall it. down. You fall down the YouTube rabbit hole, right? <laughs> so you yep. just kind of look up, you know, you're, I looked up a lesson for it uh, and all that um, to try and figure it out. And then, you know, you get like suggested posts with it for, you know, Blackbird as well. And so you see, I saw a video of Paul talking about coming up with a song and kind of how he wrote it and all that. And wow, that's really cool. So just, you know, learning about the song too is, is as much fun as, you know, playing it. It's definitely, really definitely. That's a special one for me too. My my oldest used to sing it when he was very young. He, his mom showed it to him, and he would he would sing it when he was like two. Aww. And we went to uh, Third Man Records in Nashville. Yeah, and uh, they have that that old uh, lathe cut vinyl. Boot oh, thing. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's still in operation, but it was at the time. And uh -huh. he sang Blackbird in the that and but Aww. which that's was awesome, awesome to have, and we had it, and I loved it. But like. Our house got some smoke damage, and it's somewhere in the shuffle that oh, that record no. got lost. So oh, that's a bummer. But I still remember it, so it's still <laughs> a good, good memory. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what is? I don't actually know the history of the song. What is it? Okay. Um. Let's see. I'm trying to remember now. Uh. It sounded like Paul and I think George. Yeah, I think it was George. George. Yeah. They would sit, you know, with acoustics together, and they would almost like challenge each other, it sounds like, mm -hmm. to come up with different pieces. And Paul was kind of playing like a, a piece by, a, it was like a classical piece by a Bach. And then he was kind of messing around with it. And uh, and then he's like, well, that's how the intro to Blackbird came up. And it was just kind of, you know, the the first three chords to that. And then he slides, you know, okay. up to it. And so the first three notes, it sounds like we're kind of inspired by that Bach piece. And then the rest of it just took off from there. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> This is a little bit old news now, but did you watch that Beatles documentary that? Oh came yeah! Out? Oh that man, that was amazing. That, that was, was so cool. I mm -hmm. I still can't get over how much I loved it. Yeah. And I, what I loved it, 
I think maybe some people would, I could see how normal people, I guess, for a lack of a better term, would get bored with it because it's, yeah. it's pretty repetitive. Right. Yeah, yeah. But as a musician, especially one that loves studio stuff, I was just like, oh, yeah. I was like, this is not that different than my experiences. I mean, obviously they have, yeah. they're in a big fancier studio than I've right, ever yeah. recorded. Well, up until <laughs> right. now, this is a pretty fancy studio. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, but like the way they're like working things out and talking to each other and interacting with each right. other, I was like, this is all very familiar. Like I, I've seen this and been a part of this many times. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, they're humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's right. crazy. You know what the you know what the most familiar part or thing that really hit home to me was? What's that? The arguing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Being in a band. I'm like, oh man, I've heard this before. You know, especially with songwriting. It's oh, like, yeah. you know, somebody uh it's like, Oh, you like the same old stuff or uh oh you always write the same old stuff. Well, I love the same old stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just cracked I mean, me up. I wonder how much arguing got cut out of that though, in a way. Because, <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah. Because that was later in their careers, right? right? I mean, I that mean, was toward it the was, end. Yeah, it was kind of towards the end. Yeah, it was right before their last concert. Right. Mm-hmm. Was, the, right yeah. was the rooftop performance their last show? I, I believe so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that until, uh, yeah, that popped up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of wild. And it's just wild, too, you know, watching it and thinking, that's them. Like, you know, it's not actors or anything. It's right. like, this is like, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, they're doing a take of, you know, let it be. And it's like, oh, that's like, this is what's actually happening in the room mm-hmm. in that moment. To me, that was just kind of like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, you know, you always hear stories and you kind of have stuff that might play out in your head. But, you know, to actually watch something like that happen and be like, that's actually what happened is working, really, yeah, really cool. Like that. It just, yeah. It made me think of what a loss John Lennon was. Oh you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you knew he, you knew it was a big loss, but you're just thinking, man, that mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, and the, somehow, like just by coincidence, right after is either right after or right before I watched that, I listened to a, a podcast where they went over Mark David Chapman and how like I'm like, wow, that guy was all over the place, mm-hmm. and it was like really sad to hear. Like also, like you know, just to hear somebody fall through the cracks like that you know yeah, and, yeah. and like that's that was the end result and it and like this one guy that had serious issues like impacted the whole world right. it, yeah you know it's yeah. just it's 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 wild to think that like you know butterfly effect you know it's kind of a right it's, right. it's a real thing yeah yeah so you this is sidetracking into somewhat happier uh, thing so <laughs> so what a you mentioned uh, Dirty Honey. So, are there any other modern artists that really speak to you? Um, let's see. You got like uh, Tyler Bryan in the Shakedown. Oh yeah, um, love uh, Jared James Nichols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you played with him. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard rumors. The rumors are true. Yes. Oh, <laughs> we keep missing him. I know uh, it's so funny. We keep. You did, uh, yeah, you did get, did get a picture with his cardboard cutout today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know they had the yeah the Marshall Law set up, but there was a cutout of Jared. Yeah, I'm gonna send him that photo. I took a selfie. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, I know we're we're leaving like the day before he gets here. Oh, man. But, yeah, yeah. but no, I, I saw him again recently when he was opening up for uh, Black Label Society mm-hmm. uh, about a month. Yeah, about a a little over a month ago. And it was good to see him. It was good to hear him again. Yeah, definitely. It was really fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Getting back to shows has been like, I knew I missed it. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. how oh, much yeah. I missed yeah. it. Right? I thought yeah, I did. Like the energy and just, yeah, there's nothing like live music. Mm-hmm. You can't replace it with live streams. No, yeah. no. And I still watched a lot of live streams. Oh, I yeah. wanted to. Yeah, we we wanted to support. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Well, yeah. 
And it's just like, but it's like, ah, man, it's, something's missing. I mean, it's still, yeah. it's still cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's yeah. definitely, you know, the next best thing. But it's, yes. it's, yeah. it's, I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's 70%. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think it's maybe, maybe 50. Well, it's funny. The thing that I really took away from those live streams a lot is um, sometimes, <laughs> um, you know, I'd watch, and especially if it was like an improvised solo or something in the heat of the moment, you know, there's always something that'll kind of catch my ear. And I'll try and break it down and, you know, maybe borrow the lick or something. Oh, you know? yeah. Borrow, yes. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. borrow, yeah. <laughs> I'll give it back when I'm done. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I, that's that's one of the things I love most about live stream shows. I'll be watching, and you know, especially if there's like a big improv guitar solo. I'm like, all right, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, typically something will go by and it'll be like, what's that? And I'll rewind it and, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to, everybody had to go out and buy smart TVs because we couldn't get the technology to work in our living room. <laughs> oh my God, it was so frustrating. Go try to get it on upstairs or downstairs. Or oh, like yeah. That, to get yeah. the sound right. Yeah, and all the platforms are a little bit different. Some of them work really well. Some of them mm-hmm. you got to stream it to your phone and then beam it to oh, your TV. Yep. Yeah. And it's yep. like, but what? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> why can't I just. I'm, these are first world problems, so I think we're doing okay. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. No, I, know. I, I catch yeah. myself in that a lot. I'm like, what am I complaining about right now? Oh, like, right, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty we're wild. We're pretty blessed. Oh, absolutely. Overall, yeah. I mean, even just to, like what we're doing today, this is crazy. I know, this is, uh, this is awesome. This is so cool. I mean, Peter just played through a stack or a wall of Marshall amps um, mm-hmm. here at Sweetwater in the pavilion. Right, the yeah. The concert pavilion the, they mm-hmm. have set up. Oh, that was great. That was my first time playing through a stack. Like, well, okay, not like a stack, but like a wall, basically. I you think know, that's most people's first yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's a real common thing. But. Yeah. But I mean, that was, oh, that was great. You know, you felt everything shake. <laughs> yeah. Unless your name's Yingve. Then I think, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah he's but, the only yeah. one that routinely plays through walls of Marshall. So I'm pretty Honestly, sure. I think uh, ACDC too. I've well, seen that's true. videos of the live rig and I'm like, all of those Marshalls are on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter just yeah. is praying that they go back on tour. He, I, he started playing guitar at the end of their last touring. Oh, like, so well, he's not seen them live. I mean, it's it's been a rough time to be an ACDC <laughs> fan. Like when I, when I picked up the guitar, that was when Brian had to step out yeah. uh, with the hearing issues and Axel filled in. Um, and so I, they didn't come to Chicago when they came back on that last U.S. run. So I was just kind of watching on, you know, like, social media as they were yeah. coming through. I'm like, no, come <laughs> come on. Um, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'll catch him next time. And, you know, five years go by. And <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I mean, that was kind of rough because nothing. I mean, you know, none of them are on social media. So it's like you had no idea what was going on. And then, you know, Malcolm passed away. And mm-hmm. it's like, are they going to come back? And then... You know, 2020 with the pandemic and all that. And it's just kind of like, oh, man. And then the new album came out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Um, So actually, that whole period was really bizarre. Because um, basically, early October is my birthday. Okay. And um, the first single from the album was uh, uh, Shot in the Dark. And that came out on my birthday. Um, But that, (laughs) unfortunately, was kind of an emotional roller coaster. Because the day before that... um, was when we lost Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. So that was just that whole period. It was just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to my heroes coming back. Nothing could possibly ruin this moment. <laughs> and then that morning, I was like, oh, you know, every that that hurt everyone. Oh man, yeah. yeah. yeah I, the, it's weird how these things happen. So I, I'm a big fan of a band called the Gaslight Anthem, mm-hmm. um, and they just announced that they were getting back together. And I'm 
in a weird, through doing this, I weirdly become buddies with Brian, the, the front man of that band, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Alex. Well, they have multiple Alexes. The guitar playing Alex. Uh, but I saw him announce that, and I knew they'd been teasing stuff, and I... I'd been messaging Brian and I'm just like, what's going on? He's like, nothing. What do you mean? I don't know. I don't know. And they announced that they're they're getting back together. I'm like, yes. Like like, like uh-huh. you said, nothing can ruin this day now. And then Taylor Hawkins died. Oh. And I was just like, oh, how can... Yeah. Uh, okay, I guess something can ruin this day. Yeah. Like, high yeah, highs and low so lows. That hit like way harder than I had imagined. It, yeah, that, that hit hard for me Eddie too. Van Halen too. Like, yeah. Like, ugh. Yeah, that one hurt. Yeah, um, but yeah, I uh, I got a, actually got a podcast episode for you though. Since you are a Van Halen fan, I was going to announce or announce. I was going to tell you this earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I interviewed uh, Brad Talinsky and uh, Chris Gill, mm-hmm. who wrote uh, a whole book about their interviews they did with Eddie. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was a really good episode. Like, mm-hmm. I think you'll as an Eddie fan. Uh, You'll yeah. really appreciate that episode. It's back in the feet a little ways, but I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. Yeah. We got a car ride, dude. Uh, yeah. I'm always looking for podcasts. <laughs> we can both yeah. listen. Yeah, those those that was a really good episode. And those two dudes are like we're incredibly passionate about not just Eddie as a, a player, but also as a person and also mm-hmm. the things that he contributed to the music community yeah. that weren't mm-hmm. music specifically. It's mm-hmm. like his the th- things he thought of gear-wise that right. hadn't been done, you know, his... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, did, yeah. It's, he was it, an inventor. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, he he had such an impact. And then just, like, musicians you wouldn't even think that that were like, oh, yeah, Eddie Van Halen, it totally inspired me to do what I do. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. a rapper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, you w- when he passed away and you were devastated, of course, and, you know, everything... And I'm like, well, you don't even really play Van Halen songs much. You're like, but does all this stuff, you know, he, I mean, I grew up with Van Halen, mm-hmm. you know, in my generation and know the music and everything, but don't appreciate it as a musician, just right. as, a, as a, a fan or whatever. But um, you were talking more about his performance, how he performed and how that influenced Right. I you. mean, you know, every time he was playing, he just had the biggest smile on his face. Oh, he yeah. knew he was having the time of his life. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, um, just that. I mean, just, uh, you know, he put 110% into everything he did. You know, it was just like, you could tell, like, you know, when he, you know, um, you know, when he did something, it was just pure joy, pure excitement, um, you know. Um, so that, that, all attitude, basically. That's one of the things that I love, love most about Eddie and, you know, really took away from him. Not so much because, I mean, I don't really play, you know, in the style that he's known for. Or, Known for invented. Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. anyone? Um, yeah. Um, you know, not not quite the same type of playing, but just that energy and excitement. I mean, his rhythm chops too. I've really loved. Like I'm the one. Just the swing mm-hmm. of that riff. I'm I'm always blown away by that one. That one's that one's always a big favorite. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it it's funny because everybody took that away from him. Like mm-hmm. everybody who plays is just like look at look at the glee on that guy's face. Yeah. Like as he's doing the thing he's doing. I mean, I don't, I don't listen to that much Van Halen on a regular basis, really, and mm-hmm. I definitely didn't grow up with it. But mm-hmm. I was, yeah, I was, com- I was a complete mess, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I was actually telling my wife, I'm like, I'm surprised, I'm this upset about this, yeah, because like it's not like I listen to Eddie Van Halen all day every day. Yeah. This is a, this is a rough one. Yeah. And I got to thinking, like the things I am really into, I'm really into like punk and hardcore and metal yeah. and all this other stuff, and. uh 
And I got to thinking about it. I'm like, half those guys play 5150s. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah. That, well, that, like, some of, the, some of my favorite songs and sounds literally wouldn't exist without his gear company and right. also his, you know, inspiration on playing. But, like, yeah, his company, like, helped create the sound of some of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's like, wild. Um, like, we just saw Journey uh, a couple of months ago, and I saw Fernil's rig. You know, you could see an EVH. I, yeah. I don't remember what specific amp it was, but you could tell it was an EVH. That was, you know, mm-hmm. that was the main main amp. Definitely. So, yeah, lots of uh, stuff. Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. You just, you just tried out some pretty cool Marshall amps. I did. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Getting to play with lots of fun stuff here at Sweetwater. Mm-hmm. Did one stand out to you? Uh, I love the, um, was it? it was like the uh, Marshall has those studio series. Yeah. Um, was it, uh, they had the stack version of the, uh, like a plexi, basically. Mm-hmm. And I loved the sound of that. Just kind of that sound of like, oh, that's that's the sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you like tried that one. And what was the other one? The you other tried? one was the uh, Silver Jubilee. Oh, well, you yeah. That, one, that was a great yeah, one too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with either. <laughs> <laughs> but then you went back to the, the plexi. Yeah. And, and then I, I, your face, yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, that's, that's the one. And of course, that's, that's got to be the loudest one too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Of course right, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. You know, yeah. Yeah. loud is more good. You know, yeah. it's 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 totally fine. Uh-huh. Our neighbors love us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I actually had to build my own like isolated shred mm. shed because <laughs> I was I one time I I plugged it. And, you know, I'd do the thing. You know, I'd get off work and I'd go go into the house and sometimes I'd be like, hmm. No one's here. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so. To 11, everything goes. Uh-huh. I did that one time and then I didn't leave the room. I just got done, turned my amp off and went back to whatever I was doing on my computer. Uh-huh. And my wife came home and she was like, what did you do? I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, what were you doing in here? I was like, playing guitar? And she's like, come out here. And all of the pictures were crooked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my she's like... <laughs> You apparently were a little bit loud. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I went all the way. <laughs> and the, so, yeah, that's when it was like, I think I need to build a studio. <laughs> so, yeah, I can fortunately do that now at 11 at night and nobody get, nobody yells oh, at me. Wow, yeah. that's that's intense then. That's pretty. It's not quite this intense, but it is, a, it yeah. is, it is as, as intense as I could afford to make it. Yeah, the yeah. These sound rooms here at Sweetwater I mean, incredible. We did a tour several years ago where they took us in one of the recording. It was the one right over here, that main one. The Studio of, A? Studio A, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And like they said, a helicopter could fly over and you wouldn't hear mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a, it's a lot of mass. That's part of what makes it so expensive to make uh, is because it's the walls are not only thick, but they... Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, mine is not anywhere close to this, but the way mine's built is it's got the outside wall Mm -hmm. and then the inside framing, and then it's got a whole separate set of framing that's not touching the outside wall. Oh, okay. And that's inside. And then that is all, then if there's one layer of 5.8 drywall, Uh and that's all acoustic caulked, and then there's another layer of 5.8 drywall, and that's all acoustic caulked, Mm -hmm. and then there's a layer of wood on top of that. And that's not even like the craziest. That's that's right. pretty like that's pretty normal. Uh-huh. You know, these are probably these are probably it's like five to six times that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's I've seen the seen how some of that stuff's constructed. It's 
wild. I, I think if I remember right, with Studio A, I think the highway is literally right outside the window. And I mean, because yes. I think I remember, you know, watching the cars go by and it was like, oh yeah, you know, you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear anything mm-hmm. at all. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, the guy that took us in, he's like, okay, just stop, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then when you have windows involved, that's even worse. Right. That, so yeah. that and there you were can, windows. In, yeah. Because we you were can watching see, the Right. Yeah. Well, the listeners can, but you guys can. You can <laughs> see how these ones are constructed. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so it's like, those are really that's double layers of glass, yep. you know, and spaced apart. Those, those probably aren't really touching in any way in there. And that's really thick glass. It's like, yeah, that's why studios are so expensive. <laughs> it's wild. But uh, we could probably nerd out all day, but I'm looking at the clock here and now you guys got to go get oh, to Gibson yeah. here shortly. So yeah. I think we'll... Oh, Peter's excited for Gibson. <laughs> Before we do that, though, there's a there's a couple classic questions I like to get in when it's somebody's first time on. I mean, right. Even though this is a slightly shorter episode. <laughs> but uh, before you go, there's two questions. And the first one is, what is your favorite boss pedal? Ooh, let's see. Hmm. I always think of the delay. Uh, the DD3? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can't go wrong. DD3 is fantastic. <laughs> that's a good That's a good choice. I like that. <laughs> this is not sponsored by a boss, but I've been trying <laughs> to get them to. You know? like yeah, I only yeah, ask yeah. it on every episode. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. Well, they're probably like, why? You already get it for free. Um, <laughs> yeah. The final question, and this will be this is going going to both of you, especially since you're from the Chicago area. Uh-huh. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. So every time Peter has a surgery in Chicago, where do we go afterwards? Oh yeah, we go to appointment. Uh, oh yeah, there's a place in downtown Chicago called uh, Gino's East. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gino's East. Yeah. Yep. Would that be your favorite? Let's see. I don't know. There's that's a local. That's your favorite Chicago. That's, and then there's okay, one yeah, in Libertyville. Chicago. So we, you, you know, yeah. We live in Libertyville <laughs> and uh, um, yeah. Pizzeria DeVille. We'll give Pizzeria DeVille a shout out. All yeah. right. That's yeah. more the, the thin New York style. Oh, type. yeah. That's yeah. a little so more my vibe. It's not your typical Chicago. Yeah, not this What you would think of. No, no, I'm not a stereotypical guy. So, you know. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy that's from Chicago that lives in Portland now. His name is Jerry. And he started in the pandemic making pizzas in his house. Mm-hmm. And they're the thin, really thin, and he calls mm-hmm. them the tavern style. They're kind of square. Okay. They're cut into squares. And, you know, some of the best pizza I've ever had. Yeah. 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 He, he's he's kind of done it weird. Like He started in his house, then he got a, a, a restaurant in a bar. And then he <laughs> was pretty successful with that because uh-huh. he was just kind of leasing it from this bar. And then he's now shut that down and he's going, he's looking for his own place. So, Jerry, if you're listening, I need your pizza, man. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you both. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'll have to do it again sometime, maybe. And uh, th- this is great chatting with you. Great, yeah. great to meet you. This was really it's a cool lot of fun to be here at Sweetwater and meeting all these these cool. Uh, I don't know, creators or influencers. <laughs> I don't. I don't think of. Pete's Diary as an influencer, but whatever. No, it's, Social it's, media people. It's a weird term, but yeah, I think yeah. it's a kind of unavoidable. Yeah. I yeah, understand. I so. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, I mean, there's people that I've watched for years that are here and I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. That it's you've learned so a lot from. So that I have really learned cool. a lot from. Yeah. yeah so it's just kind of cool. funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to talk to one of them here in an hour, getting Ben <laughs> Eltler in here. So ah, yeah. Yeah. it'll be fun. Yeah. All right. Thank you both so much. Thank so, you for you. having us. Yep. For Dee Dee and Pete, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There you go. There you have it. And there you are. And if you're a patron of the show, you already heard that. 
you already had access to that because you support the show and you are awesome. So right now, I'm still rolling out GearFest content. I got as much as I possibly could while I was there, and this was one of those things. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. I certainly hope to get Pete back on at some point, and let's like dive into the, you know, the rock and roll nerdiness. But he was such a treat to talk to, and Dee Dee was amazing. So I hope you enjoyed that. Please go check out their pages. Please go check out their Instagram, all of that stuff. I mean, the dude played guitar with Jared James Nichols. Like, what What else do I have to say? What else do I have to say? Seriously. Go check them out. And thank you so much for listening to this point. I really, really appreciate you. If you need more Tone Mobbery, we've got the Discord. We've got the Facebook group. We've got the Instagram. I'm doing more on YouTube these days. I'm putting everything out that I can. And uh, yeah, seriously, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you. I really, really, really do. All right, going to sign off for now, and I will talk to you on the internet very soon. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings So why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com slash StringJoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gun Street harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.